Welcome to Parents Take Five, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, currently serving as Associate Pastor for Youth, Young Adults, and Families with Young Children at Second Presbyterian Church in Little Rock, and your host. If you have any questions or have ideas, you can find the Facebook group for podcast listeners by searching for Parents Take 5, that's F-I-V-E, and the same is true for Instagram. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. So let's, let's talk about, uh, children for a minute. Uh Um, so I find that, um, for some of us, it is easier to talk about our sexuality, our bodies, um, when littles are there, you know, what their body is and, um, and you know, how we choose to change, you know, when we change her clothes and safety and who we show our bodies to. And, you know, hopefully we provide our, our children with the correct names of our, our bodies. (laughs) I mean, um, I've heard some really interesting, uh, things, but, um, but as they get older, I think that conversation becomes harder and harder. And I don't know that many of us really have that conversation on an ongoing basis. Yeah. I think we kind of stop and then somebody picks it up when they're, you know, a preteen or a teen. Hopefully, it, you know, their parents are praying that their church is offering some kind of sexuality <laughs> and health thing, right? Yeah, to answer all the questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then between the parents, they're, you know, playing nose goes like, not it, you know, who's going to talk to the kid about this. Um, but, but I think we can make it a lot easier if we just did it along the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's research that supports that. T- tell us yeah. about that. Well, there's research that came out quite a long time ago. Now I used to use it in a course. I taught a human sexuality course to marriage and family therapists for, cause I was a professor for 30 years. Um, that came out that said, you know, basically you want to provide ongoing comprehensive sex education that matches or really life, life sexuality education, because it's life and relationships education, right? Um, As a child grows up and the way that they said it in the article was 101 minute conversations, which is really Mm -hmm. more like a thousand one minute conversations throughout every week, every month, every year as a child grows. And, um, this is because children are constantly developing. They're only what's appropriate changes. What's interesting to them changes. What's in front of them changes. Their curiosity is changing. And, but what it requires of the parent is that the parent understands what the developmental tasks are of that age, each age as it grows. Um, And Prior to 1980, we actually had a lot of child development information in front of us. And that actually got really removed as the culture began to speed up and as media began to change. 
And a lot of things, I think what makes it difficult for parents now is how much is on them and how little of that information is available to them. So they may have an awareness of what kids are like prior to age five or six. And then I think they don't really know what a kid who's seven is like. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I read something on a parent Facebook page that said, my daughter was brushing her teeth with her fingers. And then she said, when, when I asked her if she brushed her teeth, she said, yes, I already did with the kind of guilty look on her face. And she goes, I have no idea why she would have done such a thing. And there were all these parents that made this, you know, remarks. And I just wrote, I said, your sweet daughter was, she's in a place from four until eight where she is trying to figure out the difference between reality and fantasy. And it takes that long for them to do that. And so she was in a place where it was like, I wonder what it's like to brush my teeth with my hands. I wonder if it's the same thing. And you know, that's what she was doing. And so you kind of have to join them in that place and be like, well, how is it going? What does it feel like? Wouldn't that be kind of cool if we could do that? You know, we could always have a toothbrush right there on our hand. That would be the coolest thing ever. But you know what? It doesn't work very good. And that's why those little bristles are on our brush. And that's why everybody in our family uses a toothbrush and we actually have to use toothpaste too. And that's what, you know, that's what keeps our teeth really strong. And you kind of join them in going from fantasy into reality because that's what they're doing from four to seven or eight is they are making that difference from all that creativity that is growing in their brain because their brain doesn't do a full prune until 11, you know? And so it's not lying. It's just the traveling of creativity in their brain. But when we shame them for lying, mm -hmm. then it's shame that grows in them. It's that I'm not worthy, I must be bad. But that they didn't, there was nothing malicious in what they did. There was nothing intentional. They were actually being, they were fulfilling their job description of a seven-year-old. <laughs> that was their job description. But if you don't know that as a parent, then you're taking your adult brain and applying it to a seven-year-old. Same thing then with sexuality too. Um, you've just got to know what do they do, you know, from eight and nine and 10 and 11. Do you know that at 10 and 11 and 12, girls are likely to do some kind of sexual activity with each other, boys as well, okay? Well, if you don't know that and you have all the stuff and don't stumble upon it, it's gonna freak the heck out of you. <laughs> well, yes. it's, it's normal, they're fulfilling their job descriptions. It's way more comfortable for them to do it in a same gender circle, especially if they're straight you know, either one, either gender, then to, that's the time that the other has cooties. You know, they are not even close. They may be feeling things, but they are not even close to doing anything about it. Not even close, but they're feeling, they're starting to feel it. That's good. That is normal. That's healthy. So interesting. And I heard a rumor um, I'm going to just say this real quick because I heard it, it's going to be amazing for me and my house. I heard that you have a new book coming out that's going to be really helpful for all this. So I am uh, going to be looking forward to that. I think it's like in the summer. Um, spring, yeah. Yeah, spring, summer. Okay, so I'm going to be looking for this because 
<laughs> Dr. Tina, I need some help. So um, I appreciate you doing that. Um, yeah, you bet. I've been hearing, I've been hearing from parents for forever and ever and ever. So it's coming, I'm, coming in this I'm spring. So glad. I'm so glad. Thank you. It'll make all the conversations much easier um, yeah. throughout all the stages. I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, check out Instagram and the Facebook group to reach me. I hope that you'll take five with us again.